Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Notre Dame football coverage continues now. Uh, here at Notre Dame, to have a chance to play these kind of teams, you have an opportunity to jump up and, and maybe in some ways be a spoiler. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. We're talking about Stanford. Yeah, if you want to ask me a question about Stanford, I'm all ears. I'll pass. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And most of the football players who chose USC over UCLA because it's easier to spell. Ten minutes after six o'clock, it's a Notre Dame game week finally. And a chance to talk to Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated. Blue and Gold. He's going to be heading across the pond to cover the game for blueandgold.com. And he's going to join me on this Wednesday to talk about this football team one more time before we see them in game action on Saturday. You know, I just found out a media member has a middle seat going over across the pond on that flight. I'm hoping you are not following suit. No, I don't think I am. This is a trip that's been booked so long in advance so i'd have to go into american airlines and check on the app to see where i'm sitting but i i pretty distinctly remember <laughs> either doing a window or an aisle so i mean those are the only two options you can never go middle especially not for a seven or eight hour flight yeah i'm hoping your memory is correct because that's a tough <laughs> tough ride in the middle seat well we we made it through fall camp and now we're just a couple of days away from the Notre Dame football season opener. So let me just ask you, generally speaking, have all the boxes been checked of things that you were kind of curious about going into fall camp or maybe something that might prevent them from being as good as they can possibly be? Is there anything left on your boxes to check at this point a couple of days before that first game? Yeah, there was definitely a little bit of both. There was a mixture of, whoa, maybe these guys in this position group are going to be better than I thought going into camp. And then there was some, uh, let's, you know, we're going to have to see what these guys have on a game day. I'll start with that ladder point. Uh, it's the offensive line for me still. And I know we talked about this on my YouTube show for blueandgold.com the other day. I'm going to have to see it to believe it with these guards because it's really, really hard for me to imagine that Notre Dame went into fall camp with two guys as the projected starters at guard, Billy Strauss, Andrew Kristoffic, and then left fall camp with two distinctly different guys. Mm-hmm. Now, if Rocco Spindler and Pat Coogan really played that well and you know lived up to everything that they were as recruits, Spindler uh, especially, but even Pat Coogan, I know he wasn't a highly heralded recruit, but he had some offers from some really good schools. So there were a lot of schools out there that thought he could play football at this level. If they finally arrived, then the offensive line box is going to get checked. But you go down through the rest of the roster, and obviously quarterback is checked. Running back looks really good. Uh, wide receivers have so much potential. You're going to have to see it to believe it with them as well. But 
I, we're looking at a Notre Dame wide receiver group that is as good as any in the last three, four, five. I mean, you're going to have to maybe put up one of your Twitter poll questions. Hmm. This is the best or the the Notre Dame wide receiver group with the most potential since when? I think it's been a while. So offensively, it looked pretty good. And then defensively, I, I think everyone was kind of talking about that defensive line. Like, who's the guy? Who are the guys? Maybe there isn't an Isaiah Foskey, but man, the interior looks great. Uh, you know, the first team is just as good as the second team. Second team is just as good as the first team. Those guys are great. And then it's going to come down to pass rush. Jordan Botello, Javante Jean-Baptiste, who, whoever it is. I mean, they're, they're going to have to get to the quarterback to kind of make that whole defense go. But uh, I think the secondary is solid. You have some good corners. Safeties, not so much, but maybe they can collectively play really well as a group. So to answer your question in you know, in totality and look at it from all perspectives, not a whole lot of holes on this Notre Dame team. If they can get everyone to play up to their potential, yeah, we're talking about double digits, uh, you know, double digit wins and, and maybe the college football playoff if some things break their way in those bigger games. Tyler, I think about the pass rush and that's one part of the team that's still a question mark for me, but I also look at it this way. Al Golden has a ton of experience being a defensive coordinator. He's got two corners that you feel really good about going man-to-man and not needing safety help. So if he has to dial it up in games this year, he's going to have the opportunity. A lot of defensive coordinators will dial it up without the corners that Golden has. So that at least gives me hope they can overcome a less-than-stellar base defense pass rush if they have to bring an extra hat they're going to be able to, I think, with those corners that they're going to put out on the field every game. Yeah, a couple things there as well. Yeah. I know when we talk blitzing with Al Golden, everyone still goes back 13 games ago and yeah. talks about that double safety blitz <laughs> against Ohio State. That was really the, the thing that put that game over the edge, right? It gave Ohio State the lead. They never relinquished it. Uh, it it's, it's fair and correct to talk about that as much as we did. But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure Jaden Mickey and Benjamin Morrison were both on the field for that. There's two freshman corners playing in their first ever college football game. Benjamin Morrison was not Benjamin Morrison yet. I know that talent was in there, but he didn't really arrive until the second half of last season. And you're kind of putting those guys in that situation, in that spot, in that stadium against that team. That was kind of a no-no. Now, like you said, if it's Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart on the field, and it's this Benjamin Morrison who has 13 games of experience and is an All-American, preseason All-American, all these things, and Cam Hart's a team captain, then absolutely you blitz. And I think Jalen Sneed is kind of an X factor in that sense. I think they're going to do a lot of really creative things with him to get him to the quarterback. I mean, I've seen it in fall camp. I know for a fact that they're kind of grooming him to be a pass rush extraordinaire from the linebacker position and maybe even – Line him up on the edges sometimes. He's got that kind of versatility. So it just speaks to kind of the personnel that Notre Dame has with this team to have a guy like Jalen Sneed. Uh, They're doing some things with that Aztec position. I guarantee you, you see some safety blitzes again uh, when Notre Dame is in a dime look with defensive backs on the field. Probably don't need all six of those guys to cover. You get creative and and you send one, whether that's DJ Brown, Antonio Carter, whoever that may be. So I'm, I'm totally right there with you. If, cornerback is the best overall position on this team and, and I think it is you know quarterback and, and cornerback are right up there one two for me 
then yeah, you, you put trust in that position group and you you get to the quarterback in exotic ways, like you were saying, because you trust those guys on the back end. I was a part of Tyler's new YouTube show that's live every Monday at 3 o'clock. Go to YouTube.com and search Hey Horka or Blue and Gold Illustrator, whatever the case may be, it's, it's going to pop up. But we had this conversation during your chat on YouTube, and I don't know if you caught it or not, but one of the people watching during the chat when we were talking about blitzing brought up the double safety blitz. So it is definitely not <laughs> hey, we're forgotten. We're almost a year to the day removed, right? I mean, coming up on, what was that, September 5th, 3rd, whatever it was, yeah. first week of September. It's almost been a whole year. We're still talking about it. We as fans don't remember some of the great plays, but that one play that goes wrong, it's going to stick with us for a very, very long time. He's Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. He's heading across the pond here soon to cover that Notre Dame-Navy game. Let me steal from my Twitter question of the day post today and simply ask you this which side of the football has a better day against navy and i think probably better is defined differently with the two sides of the football i'm going to give you notre dame offense notre dame defense yeah if you saw my prediction in the blue and gold magazine magazine blue and gold illustrated comes out weekly uh it'd be hard to decipher just from that score alone i i may uh, end up changing that score we'll probably get to that a little later but it was a lopsided score. So I, I think Notre Dame offensively and defensively is going to have a really good day. There's something about this debut with Sam Hartman that makes me believe that the offense is just going to kind of go off. Now, I don't think maybe he's going to do much offensively either. But, I mean, if we're talking maybe 40-point score for the Notre, Notre Dame offense, uh, the defense is going to have to pitch a shutout at that point for that to be more impressive. And I know points for and points Again, those aren't the only determinants of success, but there's something telling me Sam Hartman's going to go out there and, and and really put on a show and maybe throw for 300 yards and you know three touchdowns, four touchdowns, maybe just to kind of say, hey, I'm here. This is who I am now. This is who I'm with, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So uh, I do think Notre Dame is going to struggle to run the ball a little bit. They did last year. Uh, you go back two years ago and. The recipes for success that day in South Bend was uh, throw it with Jack Cohn. And the, the Navy secondary was a little leaky and couldn't even stop that uh, contingent of pass catchers. And I think Notre Dame is better in that sense now. So all things considered, I think this Notre Dame offense kind of goes off on Saturday. Taylor, I'm going to go back to a conversation we had, I think, moons ago at this point, but at blueandgold.com. During the offseason, you went back and watched each of Sam Hartman's games last year as the quarterback for Wake Forest, mm -hmm. and you documented those games. You did great research. It was great work you did and giving Irish fans a little idea what to expect in Sam Hartman. Using what you learned there, coupled with seeing him in person during fall camp when you were allowed to watch the Irish practice, what do you feel like is his strength, and is he? does he have any – vulnerability in his game that a team might be able to try to take advantage of? Yeah, I think his strength is just kind of who he is, uh, his moxie. Yep. You go to one of these practices, uh, like you said, that, that we're privy to watch sometimes, and you know who QB1 is. Um, you know, it's the dude with the beard and the, the nice flow and the guy that's kind of commanding everything out there. He's got this aura. The beat headphones. Yeah, in the beat headphones, and 
the Under Armour slip speed. <laughs> it's the guy who who has the NIL deal and the, the capability to hand those things out. Uh, and you saw the way that the Notre Dame players reacted to that stuff. Uh, this guy came in in January, eight months ago, and he's already viewed that way by these guys. And uh, I don't think we're making enough of the fact that he was voted a team captain. I mean, I mentioned Jack Cohn a little bit earlier. He came in as a graduate, and he was not voted a team captain. Uh, I think he was a little less vocal of a guy, so it helps that Sam uh, is kind of, you know, yucking it up with these guys and he's not afraid to ask questions first that's what it was in january and now kind of bark some commands so uh that that's the most impressive thing to me is that he is a true qb1 um and then vulnerabilities he's not the biggest guy but i mean we talked to him uh for one of these media availabilities after a fall camp practice and i was actually you know i stood up next to him and i'm a full 511 and i'm like well this guy's <laughs> an inch or two taller than me for sure. And, you know, we didn't have that with Drew Pine. I would stand up and I'm like, shoot, man, I think I'm actually taller than this guy. I'm 5'11". They'd call me the shortest QB uh, Notre Dame's ever had or something like that, you know. So um, I, I guess it would be if you do get to him a little bit. That's what we saw when I watched those Wake Forest games. If, if you're pressuring him and you're sacking him and you're making him just feel uncomfortable – He's a supreme athlete like Caleb Williams or somebody of that type who likes to be able to get out of those situations, almost plays better when he's under duress. I think Caleb Williams separates himself in that way. And look, he's probably the best quarterback in college football, so it's tough to compare anybody to Caleb Williams. But, I mean, there are other quarterbacks who play better when you pressure him. Bryce Young, small little guy, but you saw him at Alabama for two or three years when you get in his grill, he's like, okay, I got another thing for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how good I am. I'm not sure Sam Harbin is that. So protection is going to be paramount with that offensive line. That's why I've been harping on it so much this week. That's probably his one vulnerability. But, but when you protect him, that dude can throw it down the field, and he can throw it accurately too. So protection up front, that's huge for Notre Dame this season. Well, you're going to be a part of the broadcast team for Game Day Sports Beat on Saturday, 11 to one thirty. So you'll answer that question then. But for our listeners listening right now, how's this game going to play out on Saturday? Yeah, I think Notre Dame kind of takes it to them a little bit. Brian Newberry is the new coach at Navy. I know he's been there for four or five seasons as defensive coordinator, but it's difficult to take over a program and, and not start from scratch, but start it your way. Ask Marcus Freeman last year when he started 0-2, uh, really 0-3, the first head coach ever at Notre Dame to start with an official 0-3 record. Uh, and Brian Newberry's trying to do this with a team that went 3-9 and last year. And I mean, did they go 3-9 and the year before that too? It hasn't been good the last couple of seasons for Navy. I think they're going to struggle to kind of find themselves and, and maybe they're going to try to do too much to say, hey, we're going to start this Newberry era emphatically overseas against the Notre Dame team that has all these lofty aspirations for this year. So I think Notre Dame plays within itself, meanwhile, and shows that Sam Hartman is the real deal, kind of sets a tone for the season. Uh, again, I think I picked a really lopsided score for our Blue and Gold Illustrated magazine. We had to write in those predictions a couple weeks ago. At the time, I think it was like 45 to 13. So that would definitely be a cover for Notre Dame if you're a betting man. But I do see it somewhere in that, you know, three to four touchdown range where, where Notre Dame uh, kind of just takes this thing by the horns and runs with it uh, immediately. And when you have a guy like Sam Hartman, you can kind of do that. 
What would you like to promote things that are happening right now at blueandgold.com? Yeah, all kinds of coverage going up. Uh, I, I want to credit our recruiting guys, Mike Singer and Kyle Kelly. You know, even when this is week zero and the season starting in three days, those guys have been excellent with recruiting coverage. So it's kind of no stones left unturned type of thing. But just in terms of everything that we've put up leading up to this game, there's so much content there at blueandgold.com. A lot of it is premium and behind the paywall. But right now you can sign up for half price and get a full year uh, subscription for half price, which is right around $50. So uh, $50 for 12 months of access with everything that we're giving y'all is quite a steal. And obviously that'll get you through the season and there's no better place to be during Notre Dame football season than blueandgold.com. Well, Tyler, safe travels over to Dublin. Enjoy your stay, and I look forward to speaking to you on Saturday as we get game day sports speed started at 11 a.m. South Bend time. And I guess it'll still be what? Guess what time will it be over there? Like 3 30, 4 30? I think that's uh, 4 o'clock. Yeah, 4 I guess o'clock. it's a five hour difference. But hey, if I'm a little hoarse that day, it means <laughs> I did have a middle seat. I'm praying <laughs> I, I don't. But, but we'll see. That'll be the, uh, the telltale sign. Hey, try to bribe somebody if you're in the middle. Maybe somebody will take the bait. Offer me your Notre Dame yeah. pass, right, for the Notre Dame-Navy game. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell them I'll, I'll buy him a pint of Guinness or two. Sounds like a plan. Tyler, looking forward to talking to you on Saturday. And I guess since we've got a game week, I guess you move to Monday now for Notre Dame recaps, right? Yeah, yeah so we're all Monday with Hey Horka, and uh, I guess we'll get off there and Take a little breather and get right into the radio show. Uh, it, football season's here. I can't, can't wait to yap it up with you on Monday because there is going to be plenty to talk about every single Monday. The jet lag is going to hit you at some point in Hey Horka at about 3.30 on Monday. <laughs> no doubt. Yep. All right. Safe travels. We'll talk to you then. All right. Thanks, Darren. That's Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated blueandgold.com. Yeah, Tyler and I will be back live on the YouTube channel Monday at 3 o'clock talking all things Notre Dame football. 627 is our time. We've got a timeout to take care of. We've got more sports beat coming up on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers. All made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street. Across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 